Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Wednesday, November 22nd. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith on the eve of U.S. Thanksgiving, ready to break down the Wednesday NHL card. And it is packed. It is loaded. It's one hell of a card. 14 games. Now, we've had these slates before, big slates, and we're always excited. Tons of games. But sometimes you get those big slates and the betting opportunities just don't pop off the board at you. That was not the case for me today, and it looks like for Alex, too. There are a lot of good spots, a lot of good opportunities, a lot of good bets, we think, on this card. Uh, So we are very much uh, excited to break it all down here on this Wednesday, and we're going to jump right into it. 14 games on the menu, and we will begin in, fitting, actually, U.S. Thanksgiving, the U.S. nation's capital for our first game on this slate, the Buffalo Sabres taking on the Washington Capitals. We've got Washington, minus 130, home favorites. Six the total here, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. The Washington Capitals, I'll admit, I did not see, you know, the nice little uh, streak that this team uh, has been on lately. I didn't see that coming, uh, but you got to give them credit. They've won four in a row, five of their last six, eight and two uh, in their last 10 games, the uh, Washington Capitals. Fourth straight win uh, occurred the uh, on the weekend, a 4-3 win against Columbus, although it was one of those games where I thought they got outplayed, and I thought Columbus actually probably deserved to beat them. thought Columbus was the better team. Unfortunately, Washington capitalizes on the usual suspect jacket defense and goaltending, and uh, Washington was able to capitalize on their opportunities, and they got yet another pretty solid effort in net from their goaltender as well, Charlie Lindgren, who has been absolutely outstanding lately. He's been a big reason why they've been on this little win streak. But there is no Charlie Lindgren tonight. It will be Darcy Kemper back in net for Washington. And we know he has had his struggles and lack of confidence this year uh, for the uh, Washington Capitals. So he's in net. Uh, Devin Levi confirmed for Buffalo. Be interesting to see if he gets a little spit and chicklets bump because he was on their show uh, interview this past week. So Levi in net here for the uh, Sabres in this game uh, going into this uh, matchup against Washington. I like Buffalo in this spot. Plus 110. Uh, this is a spot where I think they can pounce. They've been tough on Washington uh, over the years. They've really had a lot of close, hard-fought battles. The draw, I'm also on that. Uh, there's a couple of these spots today in games on the slate where it's a dog and draw double, an Ian Cameron special. You know I talk about that, the dog and the draw. We sprinkle on both at a plus price. You hit one of them, you're going to be profitable. Uh, and I think that's the way I'm going to approach it here. Dog and draw split here. Sabres plus 110 draw as well uh, in this game. Uh, and I think Buffalo, too. I think Buffalo's got a little run ahead of them here. Uh, they're starting to get com- not comfortable. You're not comfortable with losing Tage Thompson, not having that guy. That's not the right word to use. What I'm trying to say is they're starting to adjust, you know, to being without Tage Thompson slowly but surely. Uh, and you start to see that it means more for Dylan Cousins. Alex Tuck has really stepped up for them. Zach Benson, their first-round pick is now on the second line. J.J. Paterka, Turka, Turka, who we talk about every day right now with Buffalo, is probably worth a look as far as props go uh, because he's definitely stepped things up. But uh, they're getting comfortable. And like I say, I think with Washington, the more this win streak goes along, the more they've been 
I don't want to say lucky, but they're not playing as well as they did the first couple of games of that win streak. They got away with, I thought, being outplayed by Columbus uh, over the weekend. So Sabres and draw for me. Lean over as well at six. What do you think here, Alex? Sabres, Capitals. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned about uh, Devin Levi being on Spit and Chicklets. I don't know if you listened to the interview at all. I caught a little bit of it last night. and It's just funny. You forget sometimes with that these guys are just kids. You know, you hear him talking and it's just like, wow, it just really kind of sinks in. Like, yeah, he's just taking this all in. And, you know, it, it, it's fun sometimes to listen to some of those interviews with, with the players because you get this kind of a different just aspect of, you know, they're not giving you anything, you know, in between uh, the periods or, or, or after the game most times. It, now, when they're sitting in a more comfortable environment, then they kind of just open up a little bit more. And, you, and it, it's just good to get that insight. Uh, and, and so I thought that was really interesting kind of listening with Levi. And I could see where he's, you know, like I said, this is a kid who definitely has his head screwed on right. He's going in the right direction, but there needs to be time and growth. And Buffalo needs to take it slow with him. You know, they, they rushed him right into to the fire. A lot different than what they did with the UPL, for example, a guy who they seemed like they gave him years and years in Rochester before bringing him up. So it's just something just interesting, just kind of something to keep in the back of your mind with your handicap. I like this over here, as you mentioned. Uh, something I'm going to be talking about a lot in the next hour and a half overs because we've seen this quite often on this day before Thanksgiving. You got a lot of people that are traveling a lot. of It's, it's a lot of chaos and confusion with as far as the schedule goes. And that does affect the players more often than not. And it usually leads to sloppy play and a lot of higher scoring games on this date historically. So that's something that I'm targeting in on. So looking at these sixes and this is not going to be a night, even though we're, We'll be on for the members only doing the live betcast. Some of these games, I want to grab the prices now. I don't want to wait for them. Six and laying a dollar twenty, even a dollar twenty-five, I'm totally fine with here. I will be waiting for the first period over. Something that we've seen cash in seven of the last eight meetings. And I mean in big ways. Three one first period last meeting. Two 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 one 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 one. So we've seen plenty of multiple goal first periods. I will be looking for that, but I'm going to look for a better price. Hopefully dollar 40 is fine. If you can lay it now, especially with a bigger card, if you're not betting live tonight, but if you are going to be joining us in the betcast, wait for that one and try and grab that at a little bit better of a price. No doubt. So I mentioned those Sabres props there are a couple on Washington. Uh, Stroman Wilson have been really good lately. Connor McMichael, a guy that's a young prospect is getting better. And, Hendricks LaPierre at three points the other night. They're playing him on the power play. So there's a little bo- a bargain bin down the lineup option too. Hendricks LaPierre, they like that kid a lot. 21-year-old center. Uh, struggle, I think, in his first few games early in the year. But boy, sat out for three back again against Columbus. And boy, he played well on Saturday night. Two goals and an assist for him uh, in that game. All right, oh, next up. we've hey, got- One more thing oh, quickly to mention. You, yeah. you mentioned about the draw. And that, this is one I have circled. I haven't bet it yet, but... Four of the last five meetings have gone past regulation. So this is yes. definitely one of those ones you want to circle. That's exactly why I'm on the draw, no doubt. We've got two, uh, a strong series history pointing toward uh, overtime or, or shootout between uh, these two teams. No question uh, about that. Uh, and, yes, the BetCast, members only tonight, family plan members only, Patreon page members as well. We will post the YouTube link later this afternoon. We'll begin at 7 p.m. Eastern. Now, this is the day before a major holiday, so this is going to be a shorter betcast than usual. We'll only be on for the early games, 7 p.m. Eastern. We might even duck out before the Flyers and Islanders end, but it depends on how that game's going. We'll definitely be on for at least the end of the 7 p.m. Eastern games, and there's a ton of them, and there's a ton of good ones. So there's going to be a lot of good live bets alone with that. So it'll be about a two-and-a-half, three-hour max a bet cast tonight. So make sure you join us for that. 
Uh, we're definitely looking forward to that uh, later on tonight. If you're a family plan member and uh, a Patreon page member, you will be part of the crew that are able to access, watch the BetCast, and also join us live on the BetCast stream. All right, New Jersey, Detroit. We've got New Jersey minus 140 uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. Um, this is a very, very interesting scheduling spot for Detroit. Detroit obviously was in the Global Series in Stockholm, Sweden. Their final game was uh, a Saturday uh, against – actually, their final game, yeah, it was Saturday uh, for the, uh, the Global – actually, it was Friday, I should say, because they played Thursday – and they played Friday. They played a back-to-back. They played Ottawa Thursday. They played Toronto on Friday. So they got out of there, you know, earlier than the other three teams did because Ottawa finished Saturday. And, of course, Toronto, Minnesota were the final teams on Sunday. So, yeah, they've had some time to, you know, adjust and get back to body clock in North America, Eastern time zone, all that stuff. But it's still not an easy situation here for Detroit coming off that game. Uh, coming off those two games in Stockholm, Sweden, all the pomp and circumstance that came with that, touring the city, checking out all the sights and sounds uh, of Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, just an enriching experience. Uh, all the teams talked about how much fun they had over there. Uh, there's no question uh, about that. So, you know, now Detroit's back home. You know, you almost have to treat this like a home off a lo- road trip, a very long road trip as far as air miles traveled uh, are concerned. So, I wouldn't be interested in Detroit here tonight uh, in this game. Uh, I actually like the Devils here for multiple reasons. Uh, minus 140. Uh, I, I don't love the price a lot, but this is a rare circumstance where I am going to lay you know a sizable number here of minus 140 with the Devils on the road. They have Hughes back. They're off a loss against the Rangers where they're going to feel like we, we let it slip. We had a 3-2 lead. We couldn't hold it. Rangers came back and won. Uh, I think now the Devils – lineup in the second game with Jack Hughes back will probably be a lot more acclimated to it uh, and a lot more comfortable. Uh, And when you look at Detroit, there's just too much erratic behavior in their game. There's just too many ups and downs uh, all over the place. Uh, You can't say that their defensive game has been as good lately. Uh, Now, New Jersey has not been a good defensive team either uh, since obviously Nico Heashier went down and you're seeing all kinds of issues right now for them keeping the puck out of that. So I like New Jersey a little bit. What I like even more is over six and a half here. I mean, it is a clear as day over look for me in this game. You've got two very capable teams as far as scoring is concerned, and you've got two teams struggling to keep the puck out of their own net as well. Uh, Alex Lyon has been confirmed in goal for New Detroit, and I've said this a bunch about both uh, Vanacek and Schmid right now for New Jersey. They're interchangeable. There's not a huge difference right now between those two goalies, especially with the team defensive play kind of suffering a little bit uh, without uh, Nico Heashier, who's, again, we've said it a million times, one of the best defensive centers uh, in the NHL, uh, without a doubt. So for me here, New Jersey minus 140, I like the over even more here, uh, over six and a half in this game, minus 125. Uh, Alex, what do you like here? Devils, Red Wings. Yeah, this will be one of those, like I said, Looking for the uh, over in the first period in game. This one I can wait for a little bit. I think we might see a little bit of a slower pace. Like I said, Detroit coming back from uh, the Europe trip. That's where I think we might see you know them if they want to dictate the pace. I think they want to slow things down a little bit first. Like I said, you know the defense wasn't good, uh, certainly over over there on that trip as well, and just kind of maybe adjusting to the rink. Could there be a little bit of a difference? You know what we saw from. That first game in Europe, could we see a little bit of that in the first period here uh, coming back to North America? That'll be an interesting thing to, to look at with all the teams that went over 
uh, to Sweden. So that's something I want to keep an eye on. But I think we'll have time to get a little bit better of a price, not necessarily number, with the first period. And hopefully we can get a five and a half. But like I said, I'll even try to grab a six even at plus money uh, in game. Uh, but I don't know what it is, but I'm just noticing, and we're going to talk about a lot of lineup shakeups with these two teams as far as props tonight. And you're seeing this in a lot of games tonight. If you look at lineup combinations, Roto-Wire, Daily Faceoff, whatever site you use, I mean, there are a ton of lineup changes tonight, and that's going to be good for prop opportunities. And this is one of them. On the uh, New Jersey side of the equation, Jack Hughes is centering the top line with Eric Howla who often plays center, and he's actually going to be on the top line, uh, the left-wing side with Hughes, along with Curtis Lazar, who is uh, he's not normally a top-line player, but Curtis Lazar is expected to be on the top line with Hughes and Howla tonight for the New Jersey Devils. And if you actually watch the way Eric How- uh, Lazar has played, Lindy Ruff is just singing the praises of this kid for how hard he's working, winning puck battles, showing some pugnacious, at- pugnacious attitude on the puck, Hard four checker, uh, the kind of guy that can free up space for Hughes, you know, on that top line for sure. And a guy that's been finishing right now for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Five points in the last six games right now uh, for Curtis Lazar. He scored three times as well uh, in the last seven games. So you talk about big time bargain bin value right there. There you go. Curtis Lazar for the New Jersey Devils, who's earned this opportunity. Normally, you know, most of the time you hear, oh, Curtis Lazar is going to be on the top line. What the hell is the coach thinking? I mean, <laughs> but right now he's earned that opportunity. He's playing very well for the Devils. We'll see how it goes. And Howla, too. Howla actually has picked things up offensively. He has scored four points in the last three games for the New Jersey Devils. So both of those guys have value, in my opinion. Curtis Lazar and Eric Howla for props tonight, uh, playing on that top line with Jack Hughes. And then on the Detroit side, uh, We've got our guy in the chat uh, who might be on our betcast tonight, Landon. Uh, he is on to it with uh, our old friend, Joe Valeno. Hello, my old friend. You've come to score for me again. Maybe he is uh, Joe Valeno tonight for the Detroit Red Wings. Top line with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond. And thanks to Lucas Raymond, it was just a joy to bet his props over in Sweden. Uh, one of those players that clearly was amped up to play uh, in front of his uh, family, friends, and everyone in his home country. Uh, so, yeah, Joe Valeno, I mean, there's your big bump right there for Detroit up to the top line. You got to look at it for sure. And he showed it. Now, he's cooled off a lot since that early hot start, but you're going to put him with Larkin and Raymond, two of the best forwards on the team. Uh, there's no question that uh, Joe Valeno is worth a look here tonight for sure as well when it comes to uh, player props uh, here in this game. All right, next up, we've got Edmonton and Carolina. Uh, Carolina minus 140. Home favorite, six and a half the total here uh, in this one. I mean, the Oilers, uh, well, that Chris Knobloch coaching win streak, uh, it lasted for a couple of games, but kind of back to the same old Oilers here in the last two games against uh, Tampa Bay and Florida. Can't keep the puck out of their own net, breaking down left and right defensively. Can't get a save when they need it. Uh, Basically the same shit that's plagued this hockey team all year. Uh, And we saw it again in the two losses against Tampa and Florida. So, yeah, no Edmonton for me in this game. Now, do I want to lay a buck forty with Carolina? I'd certainly prefer the two uh, of the two. I would prefer Carolina, but I don't know if I want to lay minus one forty with them either. I I think there's been a lot of you know, janky play, if I could use that word, uh, out of Carolina as well lately. They, they've had some times where they've stubbed their toe. The, the Philadelphia game was a sh- stunner for as well as the Flyers, and we'll get to them. They're playing better. 
shouldn't be losing 3-1 at home to the Flyers. The Pittsburgh game was a grind for them to get past the Penguins 4-2. But they definitely should take care of business because Edmonton, it's just wretched, again, with them at the defensive end of the ice. 11 goals allowed in the first two games uh, of this road trip. And you know what's a shame for Edmonton, too, in those two games that they lost to the Lightning and the Panthers? You know, they they really played Florida toe-to-toe. You could even say they had the better chances, and they certainly did against Tampa Bay. You know, based on the flow of the game and the the, the chances and the offensive zone time and the puck possession and all that stuff, uh, Edmonton could have and should have won both of those games. Uh, And instead, they end up 0-2 because they just every great chance that they give up, it's going in the net. And it's been that way for them all season. So I'm going to take a over here, six and a half, and I don't do this very often. I don't like doing it with Carolina at home. You look at Carolina at home, and I think I spoke about this a few shows ago. They've been an under machine at home. Absolutely. They have been trending heavy, heavy, heavy under the total here on home ice this year. But this is one night where I could see Carolina stretching their legs offensively here against this team that just can't keep the puck out of their net. Edmonton's gone over in three straight games. It's been three straight unders. And like I said, Carolina's been an under machine at home. But if you look at head-to-head last year, Both games went over the total. We had a 6-4 game in Edmonton that the Oilers won, and then it was a 7-2 beatdown for the Carolina Hurricanes at home against Edmonton last year. So the two head-to-head meetings with the Canes and the Oilers last year both went over the total. So a rare uh, Carolina home game for me, uh, a rare Carolina home game bet for me over 6.5 tonight in this one. Alex, what do you think? Oilers, Canes. Yeah, I'm just keeping it simple with here. I'm going with both teams to score in the first period at plus 150, a little bit better of a number. Oh, that's pretty uh, good. Like then the, the uh, first period over, we might try and, and hit that during the bet cast as well. But like I said, just thinking this could be one of those games I can see goals going back and forth, back and forth, kind of a, a, a bit of a slop fest here. Like I said, Edmonton, you know, had that little bit of a boost with uh, Knobloch, and now things have regressed back to form. This is just not a good hockey team. You know, it's a, it's a bad hockey team with some talented players on the roster. And, and we've seen this in years past, and that just seems like where Edmonton might be. So we have to adjust accordingly. So uh, I don't even want to touch a side here. I just want to go with goals. So looking to, toward both teams to score first period and maybe look for a uh, full game in first period in game. Yeah, absolutely. I think the sides – I mean, I can only look Carolina uh, right now, but minus 140, not, not, not quite the price I want. Like I say, I, I've got something in the line of – you know, maybe a 5-2 or a 5-3 Carolina type deal. You know, I could clearly see something like that. And the thing, too, with Carolina that bothers me is, you know, they've had way more breakdowns defensively, not as much as Edmonton, obviously. They've had their good defensive games, too, Carolina this year. But they've had their games, too, where it's been like, where, where is this structure that we normally like to see here from uh, the Carolina Hurricanes? And uh, that's been an issue. And plus the goaltending, when it hasn't been Kochetkov in net, you know, Ronta's numbers are subpar, 2.88 goals against, 885 save percentage. You know, and we might see him tonight. Uh, once again, it looks like he's projected, not confirmed yet, but projected to be the uh, goaltender tonight in this game. You know, uh, here's one that stands out. Dreisaitl, McDavid, Chris Knobloch's going to the blender. It's like uh, pick an oiler, uh, you know, random oiler. Let's plug him into the top line with McDavid and Dreisaitl. And tonight he's picking Warren Fogle to do that. So, Based on that, you could probably look at some Warren Fogel props. This might be a good night, too, for Carolina. Not only goal props, but point props. Point props is in, like, over one-and-a-half point props. You know, take a shot with plus money with some of these Hurricanes forwards, like Marty Natchez, like Sebastian Ajo, like Isperi Kotkaniemi, Tara Vinen, who's had a pretty solid start to the year. You could really have a field day tonight because that's just hard to envision 
Edmonton right now, you know, keeping the puck out of the net. And we did see uh, Carolina here uh, that last uh, few home games they've had. Uh, we've seen them be able to find the uh, back of the net. So uh, I definitely think some of those point props tonight, pick your pick and choose some hurricanes, but especially Aho. you know, he's one that could really do some big time damage tonight uh, for Carolina and uh, take a look in those point prop avenues, because you oftentimes we don't talk enough on this show, about over one and a half points for point props and you can get plus money on those. This is a perfect spot and a matchup to take a few of these hurricane forwards to go over one and a half points because <laughs> I mean, this Edmonton team, it's fucking uh, atrocious what we're seeing uh, at the defensive end. Skinner, it looks like is uh, in net tonight here for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Chicago Columbus next up, we've got uh, Columbus minus 145 home favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, I definitely considered Chicago, but I took them against Nashville and they didn't get it done. And look, I don't, I know for a fact I ain't taking Columbus until I see them win. There's no way, there's no way I can endorse Columbus here, minus 145, uh, given the absolute skid that they're on uh, and all the turmoil that's been going on as far as uh, the shenanigans with the coach and their top players benching uh, Goudreau and uh, Lion A. Uh, Lion A now, I'm going to do it with Lion A though in this game. I am going to take some Lion A props. Lion A got benched the last game uh, as well. Uh, he came, he's going to be back in tonight. He, and I saw a quote that he said, it's one of the most embarrassing experiences. Of my, it is the most embarrassing experience of my hockey career, you know, getting benched like that. You say something like that, you better fucking back it up on the ice with your actions. All right. When you say something like that. So, and this guy's flighty. He is flaky. He turns the effort. He turns the intensity. He turns the compete level and the work ethic on like a fucking water tap, this guy. So this is not a sure thing that Patrick Lyon, just because he's saying all this crap and all this mumbo jumbo, uh, that he's that he's going to turn it into actual action on the ice, that he's going to actually turn it into a bounce back performance, score two goals, get a three point night, that kind of thing. But when you say something like that, you know, you're embarrassed. Uh, essentially about being scratched and being benched. Um, you got to come back now the right way. Uh, and look, you didn't play against Philly uh, on Sunday. Now's the chance. You got to step it up when you make a comment like that. So it's just a situational bet here with the Patrick Lyon, a goal prop assist prop, you know, to see that he can maybe get going and back up his words uh, with action on the ice against the Chicago team that we know can still give up goals. Uh, that is for sure. So uh, Patrick Lyon, the props I'm looking at here. This one, I have a small bet on the over. I don't like it as much here at the six and a half, especially because, you know, we're seeing the Chicago Blackhawks struggling to score again. Uh, two goals in each of the last uh, three games and all three games going under the total here for uh, Chicago. That being said, you look at the uh, Jackets, they've been the polar opposite during this nine game losing streak. Uh, we've seen seven, one and one to the over uh, for Columbus uh, during that nine game a losing streak. So a uh, small bet on the over lion, a props and look credit to Alex for pointing this guy out. Uh, we got to start rocking with it again here for Chicago. And that's Philip Kurashev uh, here for them. Uh, he's healthy. Remember he had wrist injury early in the year. So I think that kind of held him back a little bit, but he definitely has been talking about, he feels better. He feels like he's close to hundred percent again, if not hundred percent. And he's starting to produce like I always thought he was capable of more offensively, certainly more than what we've seen in the past, certainly more than 25 points in 70 games last year uh, for the Chicago Blackhawks. And sure enough, he's heating up. He's got uh, six points in the last five games, back-to-back -back games where he scored a goal against uh, Nashville and Buffalo. Uh, so Philip Kurashev, to me, 
Uh, ride the hot hand with him as far as player props here in this game tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Chicago, Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, cash one with him too. I, like I said, I've been circling him the last couple of games, but I didn't always didn't always get it on the on the right track. I had power play point, and then he ends up getting the goal. Then I had him with a goal the other night, and he ends up getting an assist on the power play. But I finally hit it when uh, in the Nashville game. So yeah, definitely riding uh, Philip Kershaw to get a goal. Uh, the couple other players I like uh, in that spot, and one of them I may be talking about a little bit later on in the broadcast. But Hawks Blue Jackets, the story of this has been goals early. Uh, you know, this is one where you could, if you really had to lay a price with a first period tonight, a higher price, this would be the one to do it. But you can, like I said, thankfully we have all these other options. Both teams to score in the first period. Uh, this is another one. This is the, uh, there's three of these that I've played. This is the one that I like the most. I got it at plus 160. Uh, you look at the last seven games, uh, meetings between these two teams, high scoring first periods, and both teams have scored. Uh, in each, like I said, Columbus is going to be pissed off. Like I said, you got a lot of guys in that locker room that are trying to prove their worth now. And, and Chicago, the way that they played, it's been absolutely sloppy, you know. And this is the unfortunate thing about having this team in the, in the rebuild, right? You're going to have your losing efforts, but you want to show the effort that you're playing, you know, better hockey. And that effort that we saw the beginning of the year, it has kind of tapered off a little bit. So, you know, and that's going to happen with some of these younger guys, uh, you know, going through some of these tough battles, losing games, blowing leads. Uh, not getting quality goaltending at times when the rest of the team plays well. So, you know, the Hawks understand that. And I think in, in due time, we're going to see these younger guys step up and realize, just like veterans do, hey, we don't really have the goaltending behind us. We got to jump out ahead. We got to get that offense rolling uh, and, and get the pace and, and things going in our momentum. So I love both teams to score in the first period. Uh, we'd love to see the Hawks grab a win here, but I'm staying away from the side. All right, but I like that. That's great value with that uh, first period. Uh, both teams to score plus 160 uh, and you mentioned it there's been a lot of um there's been a lot of um the higher scoring opening 20 minute salvos here uh between these uh, two teams yeah this is my one chance here with lion a this is his one chance to prove to me uh that he's got a pulse as a big time hockey player and a big time scorer step up tonight do something show up you told told everybody known to man in, in the media that you're embarrassed by getting benched the other night it's time to step up and do something about it you know, and if and if you have a quiet night and if we can't find you with a telescope on the ice tonight, after what you said and after being benched against Philadelphia, at that point, I'm just going to say, you know what? Shoot this guy back to Helsinki or Turku or Tampere or any city you can think of there uh, in Finland uh, and just be done with it uh, because it's just uh, I'll be done with this guy uh, if he's uh, going to be a no show tonight, a ghost out there uh, wearing a jacket jersey. Uh, in this game tonight. So let's see what uh, Patrick Lyon has got in his gut, in his belly, in his heart uh, here tonight uh, against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, goalies in that game, Morozik and Merzlikens, as expected, uh, the goaltenders in that one. There's a guy that's got to find it again, Merzlikens. Uh, Boston and Florida. Uh, we got even money here, minus 110, total six. This is the first of the doubleheader on TNT. It's a great doubleheader on TNT tonight. Phenomenal. Playoff rematches as well, both of them, uh, tonight on TNT. Uh, so you're going to have Brennan Burke, Panger, uh, for this game uh, tonight, uh, working it. Uh, Jen Botterill as well. Uh, it's Liam, uh, Ace, Biz, and Gretz uh, in the uh, studio. I'm surprised they got Wayne Gretzky, the eve of Thanksgiving, to do TNT work tonight. But, wow, uh, didn't expect that. Usually they, if it's anywhere close to a holiday, no, Wayne's not working that one. But 
No, Wayne is there tonight. Holidays pay double yeah. sometimes, so you never know. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> with all the Ben MGM ads he's still doing, maybe he needs the money more than we <laughs> But uh, nevertheless, he'll be there tonight. But great game. Um, Boston, what a absolutely heart-wrenching loss that was for them. And anyone that backed Boston uh, the other night against Tampa Bay, just a failed clearance uh, at the blue line. Somehow the Lightning keep it in. Looked very, very close to offside, but they said it was onside. Uh, Stamkos with that one-time blast. Uh, you just can't fall asleep on him when he goes down to that one knee in the face-off dot, ready for the one-timer. And sure enough, they tied it, and then they end up uh, winning in overtime Tampa Bay. Uh, great comeback, though, by the Lightning. Credit to them, all the credit to them, but definitely not the kind of thing you see from Boston very often. Um, you don't have to get, you don't have to ask Boston twice to get up for this game. Team that knocked them out of the playoffs. Now, they already beat them in Boston, so that was the first meeting. So it's not like this is the first time they've played Florida since that exit in the first round, but they're always going to want to beat this team. That is etched in their brain now that every time they play the Florida Panthers, I'm sure you're going to get an A effort from the uh, Boston Bruins. And I'm sure we're going to see that again here tonight. Not to mention it's a dad's trip right now for the uh, Boston Bruins as well. The pops uh, they're on the uh, trip with the Bruin players. So uh, that's definitely something you want to keep in. And look, they lost a heartbreaker for the dads the other night against Tampa. I don't think they want to duplicate that here tonight. Look, it's, it wasn't an easy decision for me to go with Boston. By the way, I am on Boston here, minus minus one ten uh, in this game because Florida's great at home right now, seven and one. They played outstanding hockey here at home. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, they f- keep finding ways to win 5-3 against Edmonton uh, the other night. Again, I thought the Oilers played them even, but Florida gets a few more saves right now than Edmonton, and that ended up being the difference uh, in that game. Uh, they've got Ekblad and Montour back, which makes just a huge world of difference for them, uh, no question. Uh, and uh, look, they're playing really good hockey. Not an easy uh, ask to say, yeah, fade Florida at home, but you know, I do like Boston here, minus 110. I do like the draw here a little bit as well uh, in this game. Just a small bet on the draw as well with uh, the fact that we've seen a lot of close competitive games. The game in Boston earlier this year went to overtime uh, between the Panthers and Bruins. So that's what I'm going to look at here, Boston and draw uh, in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? TNT, Boston, Florida. Yeah, yeah, the draw. I mean, the draw stuck out to me initially looking at it, obviously, you know, going back to the, the last uh, you know couple of games in that playoff series and even to the last meeting, you know, going in past regulation. I'm thinking, like I said, with the dad trip being in Florida for the first time since that, that series, I think the Bruins maybe come out with a little bit of heat and energy early. So I like Bruins first period puck line. I uh, laid that half a goal grabbing plus 180 at Caesars. That's where I'm going to kind of go with this. I think, you know, we could see it go back and forth and maybe this one goes past regulation, but like I said, this is a huge card tonight. This is the only thing that really stuck out to me. I think Boston's scoring early and getting out of that first period with a lead, something I'm uh, looking to bet on. Yep. Death taxes and Pavel Zaka. Yada. I mean, he's just been absolutely spectacular. Scores again for us. How many goal props now lately with this guy or and assist props too, both. Uh, it's just been a, a gold mine for me this season, riding uh, Pavel Zaka, who he deserves all the credit in the world. I said, this is a pretty good hockey player, but now you're going to ask him to be number one center for the legend that is Patrice Bergeron. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, man, they, he's given them everything they could have wanted and then some uh, for the Boston Bruins. Been absolutely outstanding. So he's worth a look. Uh, Coyle is starting to heat up now, second line center. Trent Frederick, Jimmy talked about him. He's getting more of an opportunity right now uh, for this team. So uh, you may be looking at his props because he's on the uh, second line at the moment for uh, the uh, for the Boston Bruins. 
And then on the uh, Florida side of the equation, yes, there are some changes with the lineup a little bit uh, for them. Uh, we got Coolman, Lusterine, and Lundell and Reinhardt. I mean, take your pick. They're not all, they're all pretty solid options right now for this team. Uh, they are getting a little pot from the bottom six out of Kevin Stenland right now. What a game he had the other night uh, against Edmonton. So, you know, if you're looking for a little bit of a bang for your buck there, as far as a player prop tonight, maybe you look down the lineup a little bit at him, Kevin Stenland on that third line. By the way, as far as goaltending, Sergei Bobrovsky and net for Florida. We're expecting Linus Allmark here for uh, Boston, but it hasn't been confirmed just yet. Winnipeg, Tampa Bay, even money here, minus 110 both sides, uh, six and a half the total here, shaded to the over in this game. Uh, this is a couple, two factors here to this one for me. Uh, Tampa Bay off the big game against Boston, comeback win, 5-4 uh, in overtime, uh, two straight wins here on this homestand, three straight wins uh, overall uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Certainly they're playing good hockey, but I'm telling you what, Winnipeg has for some reason played this team very well. Six and three in the last nine meetings. Uh, they won in Tampa last year, uh, three to two, uh, when these two teams played. Uh, the Jets have done very well against the uh, Lightning head-to-head, -head, and they're playing some really good hockey at this point as well. So I'm liking the Winnipeg side here uh, in this game at around uh, minus 110. I think there's a tricky spot. You had Edmonton with McDavid and Dreisaitl. And yeah, they've had their struggles, but Tampa Bay still wants to play well against a team like that. They look at it as a a big opponent, a respected opponent. You want to play your best. And certainly it goes without saying the history with the Lightning and the Bruins, division rivals, that you're going to get a good performance out of Tampa in that game. Now you're playing an out-of-conference team. I think this is the night maybe you get a little Tampa uh, hitting a wall a little bit uh, in this game, especially coming off the thrilling comeback against Boston. And the Jets are playing really well. Let's give them their credit. Uh, they have played really well. Their offense is rolling right now. Is there any hotter goal scorer and offensive player right now than Kyle Connor for the Winnipeg Jets. He's just been, it's just insane how he's playing. He just cannot be stopped uh, at the moment. Certainly there's going to be a leveling off at some point, but 14 goals, eight assists. Uh, this guy in the last six games alone has a whopping eight goals uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he's been terrific. Um, you know, you're not getting the value with his props that you'd get for players down the lineup, but certainly I think when you look at it, uh, Kyle Connor is just almost a go with right now. I also like over six and a half uh, in this game here, minus 120. It looks like as far as goaltending goes, Hellebuck has already been confirmed uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. We expect Jonas Johansson for Tampa Bay, just hasn't been confirmed as of yet. So it's Jets and over six and a half for me uh, here in this one. And I'm also going to go back to the well from a Jets standpoint with Cole Perfetti. Finally, at his goal scoring consecutive game streak snapped uh, against Arizona uh, on Saturday. Uh, but still, I think he can get back right on the beam again, uh, find the back of the net. He's been good, and you're still getting a really good price there. And then on the uh, Tampa Bay uh, side of the equation, as far as props go uh, in this game, Hagel and Paul, I think, remain very much undervalued uh, for this team. Uh, you can take your pick with any of them. And by the way, Sorelli returned last game from that injury, and I know the Lightning are happy to have him back. Certainly, there's not as many great defensive forwards on this Tampa team. So they miss Sorelli even more when he's out because he is elite defensively uh, as a forward. And uh, they got him back, obviously, uh, against Boston uh, the other night in their victory. Uh, so Jets and over for me in this one. What do you think here, Alex? Jets, lightning. Stop sneezing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the first period over two, actually. I'm taking the plus money 105 at Benham Gym. And I'm going to hopefully try and grab something one and a half in game as well. Uh, incredible first period overrun 
Orlando mentioned in the chat, eight straight to the first period overview, uh, playing a one and a half, 12 and two, the last 14 meetings. Uh, so we've seen a lot of goals and that's fascinating because oftentimes we're talking about a goaltending matchup of Connor Hellebuck and Andre Vasilevsky uh, in these matchups. So two of the best goalies, but for some reason the offense has, has shown up uh, time and time again. Now we're talking about, you know, like I said, Hellebuck who's playing well, but of course we know with his minutes, he's susceptible to always lay an egg. Jonas Johansson, who's definitely not Andre Vasilevsky. This is definitely a good spot where I'm willing to grab that plus price and go with the over two, but uh, definitely want to look to try to and pile on a little extra in game as well. All right. Good stuff indeed. Uh, and when uh, I think when you look at this uh, matchup, yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, definitely uh, the Jets are just um, absolutely feeling it at the offensive end right now. They have scored five or more in three of the last five games. Uh, that's very impressive. And uh, look, this looked like this was absolutely come into a crashing screeching halt with this team uh after last year and the fact that they played this well uh and they kept Shifley and they kept uh Hellebuck together uh, on this team uh Dubois definitely we knew was going because he wanted no part of coming back but and then they were able to get a decent all you know what's funny about them offensively too how good they've been they've been without Gabe Velarde all this time too guy that was supposed to be a big component for them getting him in the Dubois trade with LA wait till you get Gabe Velarde back the offensive potential this team has. So we got to give this team and their offensive prowess and Perfetti is percolating now, finally heating up, looking like that upper tier talent we thought he was. You know, don't sleep on guys like Ehlers. Appleton too. There's actually, there's a bargain bin that's not bad. Appleton's been pretty noticeable lately. And then on the back end, you've got good puck movers on the back end, like Pionk, like obviously Josh Morrissey. So no wonder this is a very capable offensive team right now, no doubt. Uh, Rangers and Penguins. We've got Pittsburgh minus 120, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, New York Rangers, obviously, uh, a tremendous season. I mean, I did not see 12 and four. I knew that La Violette has had a history and a tendency and a pattern of getting the, uh, a really good first season in the regular season out of his teams. But no, they've been more than that. They've been extremely impressive, uh, outstanding results. Uh, they had gone uh, eight and one in their last nine games prior to a rather stunning comeback uh, or a collapse, collapse by the Rangers. But I don't want to say collapse. Okay, because Dallas Stars are a really good team. And Dallas, I think, was kind of pissed off with collapsing themselves against Colorado uh, the game before that on Saturday night. And Dallas pulled the old switcheroo there. Uh, whatever we got, uh, the comeback card pulled on us by Colorado. We're going to pull it on you now the New York Rangers, and that's exactly what they did, the roaring back to get the victory. But I know from a Rangers standpoint, they're not going to be too thrilled uh, about losing that game uh, the way they did against the Dallas Stars, looking to tighten things up. Although, like I said, I cashed the over. I said on the show uh, over the weekend, or no, not over the weekend. This That game was uh, Monday. I said on Monday's show, Dallas Rangers total was five and a half. I'm like, the Rangers are scoring right now. They're playing some really good hockey uh, at the moment. So, uh, don't sleep on their ability to be able to score goals, and uh, and they're doing that right now, no question. Uh, Jonathan Quick confirmed in net. Tristan Jari in net for the uh, Penguins. Jonathan Quick for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, Quick has allowed three-plus goals the last three, so he's cooled off a little bit uh, from the start that he had uh, earlier this season. Uh, but still, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they won two of those games still. Uh, and he's 4-0-1 on the season as far as his win-loss record uh, is concerned. So, uh, I like. I still like the Rangers here. I do. I think this is a phenomenal price on the New York Rangers, quite honestly, uh, at even money against a Pittsburgh team that 
look, they had a great win against Vegas, three nothing. They're playing solid, five and six and two rather their last eight games, no question. Uh, but I like the Rangers off a loss. Pretty damn sure the Rangers haven't lost two in a row this year. You look for these teams where after a loss, after a game like they had against Dallas, you expect a, a very strong response, and I expect that tonight uh, from the New York Rangers in this game. Not to mention uh, against uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, they've certainly done well. Uh, they've gone uh, five and two in the last seven meetings head to head. The New York Rangers over the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't mind Quickie being in the net. Uh, it, because now you're getting actually a discount now with the Rangers too. So at even money, I like it. New York Rangers here plus a hundred. Alex Rangers Penguins. Yeah, and, you know that's that was the thing with him in LA, and he was kind of making his emergence back about what two or three seasons ago. We were able to get some good prices because the books, you know, had just kind of written him off and hadn't really adjusted things back. And that's where we're getting at right now. So uh, yeah, Rangers at plus money where you could have been laying a dollar. I think I saw a dollar fifteen at one point yesterday. So money came back on Pittsburgh, but I think Rangers are the spot here. Like I said, I have no problem uh, backing quick at plus money. So I'm going to go Rangers as well. Yeah, Pittsburgh's been better on the road than at home this year too. I mean, they're all, they're a five they're below five hundred on home ice. The Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Rangers have been road warriors seven and three uh, so far uh, this uh, season. So yeah, just a discounted price. I'm still I think a, a, a more overall well better more well rounded team. I still think Rangers are a better defensive team for sure than this uh, New York Rangers uh, than this Pittsburgh Penguins team. So uh, yeah, Rangers plus a hundred. Um, Total, I've, I think it could go either way here in this one. Um, certainly with quick and net, maybe it's got a better chance to go over, but I don't like that series history. It's been under City with the uh, Rangers and the Penguins. Four straight meetings have gone under uh, between these uh, two teams. As far as uh, props go, you're right, Capo Caco. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, we're waiting for him to step up. Lafreniere, I've mentioned him. Uh, Trocek's been good. Panarin's been on fire. Even Blake Wheeler's chipped in on the top line, so... Uh, there's multiple co- uh, contributors lately for the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, here's a couple lineup changes for the Penguins. They're, uh, Mike Sullivan's another one of these coaches. There's a few of them. They've gone nuts here, and they've got injuries. That's another reason I like the Rangers. Chad Ruedel on the blue line's out. Pierre-Olivier Joseph is out. Uh, they're down to Ryan Shea uh, on the uh, back end with Dmitry Sa- uh, Samarukov here tonight uh, on the back end for Pittsburgh. So, uh, you're talking about Pittsburgh really diving into their depth tonight. After Pedersen, Carlson, Latang, and Graves, that's a sketchy third pair that they're going with uh, tonight in this game for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. And like I said, Brian Rust out. Ricard Raquel is on long-term injured reserve now uh, as well. So it's a banged-up hockey team a little bit. And as a result, Pittsburgh, uh, Mike Sullivan's just going to town with the blender here. He's got Crosby and Gensel and Vinny Hinestroza now on that top line with Crosby and Gensel, Riley Smith, Evgeny Malkin, and Nylander. Yeah, not William, his brother, Alex Nylander, called up from the minors, uh, will make his season debut here, and he's up on the second line because they say he's an offensive player. we got to put him in an offensive role, and they're going to do that. Alex Nylander with Malkin and Riley Smith, Vinny Henestroza with um, Crosby and Gensel. Uh, on the uh, top line uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So after being uh, a scratch on uh, the weekend against Vegas, so there's your bar. There's two uh, potential bargain bin specials right there on the Pittsburgh side. Hinnestroza top line duty, Alex Nylander second line duty uh, here in this game for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So uh, that's what I'd look at for them. I mean, I, I get the you know deal of because of these new guys into the lineup, but if you're 
waiting for offensive uh, output from Alex Neeland and Vinny Hidestros as a Hawks family team. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It's the reason why they've been bounced around from team to team here uh, the last few years. Uh, it's one of those deals. Yeah, you're playing with Sidney Crosby, but uh, you know, I, like I say, uh, th that would be like me playing with Sidney Crosby on the top line. Yeah, Sidney Crosby, it's great. You're on the top line. You're getting minutes, but are you actually going to do something? Probably not. Not in my case, and maybe not in their case either. Uh, Vinny Hinnestroza and uh, Alex Nylander. So uh, interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, very poor man's uh, William uh, Nylander, uh, Mike. Uh, that's an understatement. I got to put that comment up there. Yeah, a very poor man's uh, William uh, Nylander. Alex Nylander's living at the homeless shelter compared to William Nylander's mansion. You know, that that that's the that's the difference uh, right now with the Nylander brothers. I mean, there's, they're not even in the same stratosphere at the moment. Uh, Alex Nylander hasn't even been able to stick in the NHL as a consistent NHL player uh, over the years. And we're talking about William Nylander's ascending into a top five, top ten player in the damn league right now. Yeah. I mean, you just can't even compare the two uh, right now. Uh, all yeah. right, next. Big although Brent I'm Gretzky sure they still love each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No doubt. All right, Flyers and Islanders. We've got uh, New York Islanders minus 145 home favorites. Uh, five and a half, six, depending on which book you're looking at for the total here in this one. Uh, this is very similar to what I mentioned with Buffalo earlier. This is uh, an Ian Cameron classic, uh, Ian Cameron special here. Dog and draw split uh, for me in this game. I like it quite a bit. I think the Flyers are live here. They're playing well. They actually opened plus 140. I couldn't believe when I first saw this line, the New York Islanders were minus 160 uh, in this game, given their current form. They were lucky as shit to get the one win that they got to end that road trip against Calgary, winning in a shootout to snap a seven-game losing streak. But like we've talked about, this team is just not keeping the puck out of their own net like they've done in the past so well. Not anymore. They're giving up goals in bunches. You know, this Islanders team, they have allowed four goals to the opposition now or more uh, in seven straight, eight straight games, sorry. Eight straight games they've given up four, Carolina four, Minnesota four, Boston five, Washington four. Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle all scored four against them. Calgary scored four uh, against them. Uh, they just cannot keep the puck out of their own net. And it's stunning to see this because the bedrock of success for the New York Islanders for years was defensive play and goaltending. And they're not getting good play from either of those components uh, right now. Uh, Ilya Sorokin uh, in net for the Islanders. Carter Hart uh, confirmed in net for the Flyers in this game. Uh, look, this Philly team. Uh, what's shocking to me about this Philly team is I criticized their offense earlier this year when they were losing. And I'd say, ah, they don't have the offensive depth. Well, they're scoring right now. Holy mackerel. This five-game win streak, Philadelphia has put a grand total of 22 goals on the board uh, during this five-game win streak. Um, been very, very impressed with all of a sudden how much different uh, – Owen Tippett's been on fire for this team during this stretch – Joel Farabee's been good. You know what you're going to get from Travis Konechny. He's been their most consistent offensive player. Then you're getting guys like Bobby Brink. You're getting Ryan Paling, who's been with a couple of organizations, stepping up for them offensively right now. Uh, yeah, and, and not only that, not only have you got an Islanders team that was favored as high as minus 160 in this game initially, struggling right now, a very vulnerable favorite in my opinion, but you've also got them coming back home for that first game off that long road trip which is not a bet on spot by any stretch of the imagination, coming back home from playing Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle, and Calgary on the road. So you got the combo of bad current form, struggling defense, can't keep the puck out of their own net. Oh, and it's their first home game off a West Coast road trip. Philadelphia for sure here, plus 125, 
and the draw, though, as well. Because the one thing the Islanders have managed to do is still play a lot of close games. I think you're going to probably see more of the same here. Uh, we've seen uh, the Islanders go beyond regulation now in three straight games coming into tonight. So I do like the draw as well. I think there's a – I, if the Islanders win, it's a close game and it's probably an overtime or a shootout. I, I feel very good that the worst-case scenario, you're going to be profitable one-and-one one in this game. Because I think if the Flyers win, they'll win in regulation in any form. I think the Islanders, if they win, it's more than likely overtime or a shootout. So I think one and one, if not two and oh, with these bets here. Flyers plus 125 and the draw, which is a really nice price as well uh, in this uh, game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Flyers, Islanders. Yeah, I'm just going with the draw. I don't trust either one of these teams sidewise. Obviously, I said no way I can lay a price with the Islanders as bad as they're playing. If I had to play something money line, it would be Flyers or nothing. But I think the draw feels more, uh, you know, like the, that feels like the sharpest play here in this with these two teams. And, like I said, I just don't know what I'm going to get really from this Islander squad coming back home. Are they just going to completely lay an egg? Are they going to revert back and play that defensive shell style and then not get any offense? So it's definitely something you want to kind of uh, maybe look in, and you could probably pick some spots in game. But like I said, draw, I think it's going to be the only thing I'm playing here. I, I, I might bet it eventually. I'm tempted so much by the over. That, because it's only five and a half and it's not the same Islanders defense. And they've been trending yeah. over big time, three overs at the end of the road trip and the flyers last two games, they've seen seven goals in their games against Vegas and Columbus, but the series history bothers me. It's been very tight, stodgy, uh, def, you know, low scoring games. And it's, that's why I'm hesitant. It's why I'm hesitant. I understand it. If you, if you see that five and a half right now with the way the Islanders are defending or not defending, I get why you like the over. It's just harder for me to actually, hit the confirm button on that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I said, and, and because of the fact that they've been playing so poorly defensively, I'm I'm kind of waiting for that regression of they're going to close in so much that they don't get any offense. The Islanders are kings of doing that, right? We, we see them when they're playing their best defense and playing their top tier game, they still lose that offense. So you feel like now if they're going to kind of double up on the back end, that that could really uh, take a hit you know, moving forward as far as scoring. Exactly. And uh, like I say, maybe off the road trip, uh, and although the road, road trip, we often say coming off the road trip, you're a little sloppy with the puck defensively. So you're trying to maybe play better defense. Will you be able to? Uh, that ends up being the question here in this one. Uh, as far as uh, not not a ton with this game compared to some of the others, as far as player props, other than for Philly, I would say, you know, Bobby Brink and Farabee on the third line even have a little value with what you're getting from them. Owen Tippett, number one, because he's been absolutely on fire. Even Tyson Forster sc finally scored the other night playing with Couturier and Konechny uh, on the top line. Uh, those aren't bad options as far as props for this one. All right, next up, St. Louis, Arizona. We've got the uh, Coyotes, minus 115 home favorites at the mullet. Six the total, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. But uh, and as far as goalies here, Bennington and Vemelka. Uh, are indeed confirmed for the uh, Arizona for the uh, goaltenders here in this game. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Arizona, uh, a team that uh, you know eight and ten, four and three at home, not quite that same strong home team that we've seen in the past. LA goes in there, beats them four to one, uh, sh shut down and held the one goal uh, in that game. Kings just continue to be road warriors uh, this year. Tremendous results for the Kings on the road. Uh, St. Louis, meanwhile, they snap a two-game losing streak. I. Thoroughly disgusted and disappointed with Anaheim. 
I mean, they got St. Louis rolling into there, very uh, struggling, just uh, horrible in their two road games against San Jose and L.A., rest advantage to boot, and just lifeless, just flat. Anaheim in that 3-1 loss to uh, St. Louis. But give the Blues credit. They responded after two just horrendous uh, games. I lean to the over here, uh, six between these two teams. It's kind of been an over-series history. Three of the last four have gone over. Uh, Blues aren't exactly, uh, you know, a team that, you know, we see them obviously, you know, they've scored more goals lately, which has been good to see. Uh, You know, going back to the uh, Colorado game where they scored eight, so they've done a little bit of a better job. Uh, You've got Bennington and uh, Vemelka who, uh, specifically, there's a lot of ups and downs in their game. Uh, there's other bets I like more than this one, but I'll take a little shot here. Over six, minus uh, 115, minus 120. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blues, Coyotes. Yes, yeah, so I'm taking just smaller shots on the first period and full game overs. I got uh, over six minus $1.20 and first period over one and a half minus $1.40. And uh, it's funny because that's usually a trend. I'm always riding with these two teams whenever they play each other, that first period over. Wasn't on it last time, and, and it cashed like I think quickly, like two goals maybe uh, in the first three or four minutes. So definitely hoping to see that kind of a pace. And I think, like I said, you should see this in a lot of games, and I think this will be certainly one of those, especially St. Louis with this trip just been up and down, and uh, you know the defense not there. And Arizona, you know, like I said, they're starting to kind of regress a little back to their you know form. They're not quite there yet as far as a good team. Uh, in, in the central, Connor Ingram didn't have his best night, so we'll see if Corral Vamalka can uh, play a little bit better. But like I said, I still expect goals with these two two uh, net minders. Uh, I agree. Uh, like an over here, uh, six in this one. And as far as player props, um, I'm not going to you know go into too much detail, but uh, Robert Thomas, Buchnevich are the obvious, and Jake Neighbors. Won't you be my neighbors? Jake Neighbors starting to actually heat up. Now I thought he was going to be still on the top six, but Looks like they might have him on the fourth line. That might uh, quell my enthusiasm with that. Uh, but uh, on the Arizona side, we do have some. We do have some lineup changes here. Kraus is still performing well. I keep rolling with him. Uh, but we've got Michael Carcone up to the second line with Zucker and Cooley, and more importantly, a big bump for Travis Boyd playing with uh, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz uh, on the top line tonight for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So. Uh, Travis Boyd might have some value as far as his player props tonight on that uh, top line. All right, Calgary, Nashville. We've got even money here, minus 110, six the total in this game. Are the Flames showing signs of getting their game together? Perhaps. Uh, they finally uh, playing some better hockey. They've won uh, three of their last four games. Uh, the final game of that road trip against Montreal. And then they come home, they beat a good Vancouver team. Uh, they lose in a shootout to the Islanders, but definitely could have won that game, no doubt. Uh, and then they end up having the 4-3 overtime win uh, against uh, Seattle after that. So they're starting to get their game going, uh, Calgary. Uh, no question about that. Uh, they've actually gone over in three straight uh, games, Calgary, entering this game. Will that continue here, though, uh, against Nashville? We do have a series history where it's gone 3-0-1 to the under in the last four games. Nashville, uh, after a four-game losing streak, they've won two straight here at home. Uh, at Music City, Chicago, and Colorado. That Colorado game was stunning. Another one, like the Boston-Tampa game, and Nashville-Colorado, very similar. Uh, Nashville ties it late, uh, and then they end up winning that game in regulation. So they tie it in the final minute, and then with about 20 seconds to go in regulation, uh, they end up getting the game winner. Just stunning, really, that that, more so that that happened to Colorado. uh, than that. uh, Although it was probably just as stunning that Nashville did something like that. 
uh, as far as coming back and uh, with two goals in the final 40 seconds of that game. Uh, I kind of like the momentum Calgary is showing right now, but I don't love – I lean Calgary, but I, I find my timing with Calgary has been a little off this year. When we go against them, then they play well. When we bet on them, that's when they struggle and they fall apart. So I lean Calgary, though. They've, they've done okay against Nashville. They beat Nashville already this year. More than anything, what I really like in this game, this definitely has overtime potential screaming all over it here uh, in this game. You look at Calgary, two straight games past regulation. Three of the last six have gone beyond regulation. Nashville plays a ton of close games. Series history with these two teams. The last 10 meetings, how about six out of 10? 60% have gone beyond regulation. They've gone to overtime or a shootout. Six out of 10. So if you've been betting the draw in the last 10 meetings, Calgary versus Nashville, you've hit six times. That is a healthy, that is a beyond healthy profit. If you've been betting the draw in every recent uh, Calgary-Nashville home game. So, uh, I'm liking the uh, draw here. Yeah, my throat's a little on the fritz today, Dan. I, I, I knew someone was going to figure that out at some point. But, yeah, I like the draw here, uh, Calgary and Nashville uh, at the plus price. Really, really good chance I think we see overtime here with these two teams. Alex, Calgary, Nashville. I don't think your throat's hurt for the same reason Dan's talking about in the chat. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely a game where uh, it's funny. The first thing that jumped out in my mind when I saw this was, oh, we can get 130 with the first period over completely glazing over the fact that, yeah, I've been on this draw for most of those six out of the last 10 that you mentioned. Uh, so grabbing both of those. So plus 350, uh, I've seen as high as plus 370 with the draw. Definitely want to shop FanDuel. FanDuel is your friend tonight if you're betting draws for sure. Uh, that's where most of, of my draw action is going to be at. But I like the first period over here as well. 12-2 and two the last 14 for Nashville. Uh, Calgary's been on a nice run as well. Eight and two, the last 10 of the first period over seven and five, the last 12 meetings between these two with that first period over. So like I said, we've seen good pace of play early back and forth. And that's kind of led to where we've seen pace of play transfer back and forth throughout the whole game. And most of these contests going past regulation. So first period over and the draw, I love both of those spots. tonight. All right. First period over and the draw uh, for Alex here with the flames and the uh, predators, as far as a uh, prop scope, you know, I think we'll see some goal. I don't know if it'll go over the number. Calgary's been trending that way. But there are some big lineup changes for Calgary. Uh, Connor Zary, um, this is a head-scratcher for me. I don't think he's hurt. I don't think he's injured. And yet Ryan Huska, the P, uh, the, the twin of Pierre Maguire, as I like to call him, uh, Ryan Huska, uh, you know, he's uh, basically got Connor Zary out of the lineup uh, tonight. Uh, I'm trying to figure out now, has he been as good the last couple of games? No, uh, but he's still been you know, consistent offensively every game. So that's a little surprise to me. Uh, Huberto, Backlund, and Coleman on the uh, second line. Manji, Apani, Lindholm, and I'll tell you what, I know you took a shot with a prop with him recently, Alex, for Calgary. Igor Sharangovich is on the top line tonight uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames. And, uh, again, this guy is um, someone that has got all the potential in the world, especially when he's on a top-line situation to score and make an impact. Doesn't always do it, but I'm telling you what, the 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 um, – the value is certainly there uh, to look at uh, Igor Sharangovich tonight as far as props go. And then uh, for Nashville, you know, it's a bunch of different uh, – I mean, Philip Forsberg definitely is just on an absolute roll uh, right now for them. Uh, no question about that. Uh, you look at him, he's on – what's he got? Seven goals in the last five games uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. Been absolutely outstanding. I warned you, though, about Gus Nyquist. Uh, he's on the top line now, and he has seven points in the last five games. Uh, and one goal, most of them assists, but 
Yeah, Gus Nyquist, either a goal assist, assist prop and the point prop, especially with Gus Nyquist right now. Uh, he is definitely uh, playing well, playing with uh, Forsberg uh, on that uh, top line. Forsberg and O'Reilly Auto Parts, the three of them on that uh, top line, doing good things right now uh, for the Nashville Predators. Uh, goaltending in this game, no confirmations either way yet. Just projections, Markstrom and Soros, which I do expect will be the goalie matchup. All right, the second game of the TNT doubleheader, also a playoff rematch of the Western Conference Final, uh, Vegas and Dallas. Uh, we've got uh, Dallas minus 135, home favorites. Uh, the total in this one, six, uh, shade into the under uh, in this game. Uh, as far as this matchup, I think Dallas is favored for a reason. He, uh, I think this, now, not only did they lose to Vegas in the West Final last year, but they also lost the first meeting this year. And it was a heartbreaker. They played really well. I thought they outplayed Vegas. They deserved a better fate at T-Mobile Arena back in October. Uh, when these two teams played. So uh, Dallas is really sick and tired of this team, you know, at this point. And right now they're the team that's in better form, quite honestly. Uh, five and one in the last six games. Great comeback against the Rangers. They really should be six and oh uh, in the last six games because they probably should have beat Colorado. And that was just a, a very odd uh, meltdown of sorts by the uh, Stars uh, in that game. But they kind of righted the ship with a comeback of their own against the Rangers, but they're playing well. They're getting so much offense from different contributors. Jamie Benn and Sagan step up the other night uh, and score, and we know how good, uh, obviously, some of their other forwards have been recently, like uh, Matt Duchesne, who's been on fire. Pavelski's been consistent. Mason Marchment's been solid. Uh, so, you know, all kinds of uh, definitely good situations right now here for uh, the uh, Dallas Stars. Um, they're getting offense up and down the lineup and don't sleep on Jason Robertson, Wyatt Johnston, real pay hints, you know, I think they've been all right, but, uh, they haven't needed them because other guys have really been stepping up, uh, for them offensively lately. Uh, they're in good form, uh, right now Vegas isn't, and, and this is definitely their first tailspin of the season. No question about that. And what's funny is they, they're pretty much healthy now. Uh, they should be playing better, uh, but they're not right now. Uh, they've fallen to 13 and six. They're just two and five in their last seven games. They've lost each of the last two games on this uh, road trip uh, to the two Pennsylvania teams, uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Their offense couldn't get going against the Penguins. The defensive game against the Flyers and Montreal wasn't anything to write home about. So uh, I actually like Dallas a little bit here. Do I love the price? No, because you're talking about minus 135 against the champs and they could wake up at any moment. No question, but right now Dallas, the better form. And I know Dallas is coming to play tonight uh, for sure. Losing in the playoffs, losing in that overtime game earlier this season in Vegas. So uh, for me, it would be Dallas here, minus 135 uh, in this one uh, for me. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? A TNT, second game of the doubleheader. Yeah, I was just kind of really going to stay away from this game. You might have kind of talked me on to looking at Dallas first period puck line. I'm seeing – uh, laying the half a goal at plus 170 at Caesars. I think Caesars might be actually one of the better books for first period puck lines. Uh, notice as of late, like I said, still working on that chart of trying to compile for different derivatives, which books have some of the better options. But that's where I'm, I'm leaning here with this game. Like I said, it's a huge card, so I'm not going to force or push a lot of stuff, especially in the, in the later slate. But that's the one thing I'm looking at here Dallas first period puck line. Maybe. Uh... Alex looking perhaps here at Dallas first period, a puck line here in this. Yeah, draw. This is this almost made the cut for me, the draw in this game. Almost yeah, did because the game in Vegas did. 
Uh, but I just didn't love the price enough. There's better prices out there, better situations, better percentages. Like to me, it's like, what do I bet this draw? Or do I bet Calgary, Nashville? I think Calgary, Nashville, the percentages are stronger and the price is better uh, on the draw as well uh, with uh, Calgary and Nashville. So, but this one did get consideration uh, for the draw, uh, Vegas and uh, Dallas uh, in this one. Uh, yeah, as far as uh, props go, like I said, anyone I talked about just now for Dallas, uh, they're, they're just getting a multitude of con- contributions from different people. I mean, for Vegas, you know, the good news for Vegas is they were missing Chandler Stevenson for a while, and they got him back against Philadelphia, yet they haven't won with him back. So it's kind of <laughs> a weird dynamic there for sure uh, with them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just – right. look, even the great teams are going to go through a little lull, and right now they're doing that. Uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, no question about that. Um, uh, not too many props stand out for me with them right now. Although Nick Waugh being back, uh, other, other than Carlson, Carlson's absolutely someone you could probably look at for Vegas. He's been one of their best offensive weapons lately, but uh, not much outside of that for sure. Montreal, Anaheim. We've got Anaheim minus 125, uh, home favorites, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, the Ducks have definitely hit um, their first little rough patch in a while. Uh, they fall into 500 on the year. Now just four and six at the Duck Pond. Uh, following uh, back-to-back home losses to Florida and St. Louis. Florida game, they got screwed out of uh, at, le- at least a point in that game. But the St. Louis game, I can't defend that shit. That was a flat, listless uh, performance by the uh, Anaheim Ducks in that game. So um, we'll see if they can bounce back here against uh, Montreal. Montreal starting, well, not starting a road trip. They started it in Boston, but they're starting the West Coast portion uh, of their road trip. Uh, here tonight as they take on uh, the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So uh, we'll see how it goes between uh, Montreal and Anaheim tonight. Montreal's lost four straight. So really these are two struggling teams uh, coming into uh, this game. I'm a little hesitant to pull the trigger on Anaheim. That being said, Anaheim's owned the series lately. Four straight head-to-head victories for the Anaheim Ducks uh, over Montreal. Haven't bet it yet, but the price has dropped. When this line opened, Anaheim was minus one. 40 or minus 145 in this game. And I'm like, there's no way I'm taking uh, Anaheim at this price. It's just a little too high. But now that it's down to minus 125, it's getting closer to my buy sign or my buy price, if you will, uh, on the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Sam Montembeau is in net for Montreal and John Gibson for Anaheim. Uh, by the way, Vegas, Dallas, Ottinger for the Stars confirmed. We think Aiden Hill for Vegas, just not confirmed yet. But it is Montembeau and Gibson here uh, in this matchup. Lean Anaheim for me. Uh, in this one. This is another one that got some draw consideration for me, uh, the uh, Ducks and the uh, Canadians as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Montreal, Anaheim. Yeah, that's actually what I did play. This is the, the last draw I have on, on the board tonight. I got this at plus 360. I can feel like this is going to be kind of a, a tighter, slower pace game. Like I said, Anaheim, yeah, definitely not in the form to be laying a dollar forty, dollar forty five right now. But now, even with a cheaper price and it's kind of, you know, knocked down. Now, for me, that kind of opened up uh like i said that draw price a little bit so i was able to grab it before this number came down a bit that's why i grabbed the 360 i would go anywhere from 330 up uh for a draw here so if you see more anaheim money you might see this that number come down and then i would probably either maybe play it down to a half unit or just pass it if it if that draw number keeps uh dropping but 350 360 that's worth playing uh, a little bit for tonight all right, liking the uh, draw here in this one. We do have some lineup shuffling. Uh, Anaheim, it's pretty much status quo with what we're seeing from them right now. Uh, we're definitely seeing you know similar lineup combinations at the moment with uh, Anaheim. Uh, Carlson, Carlson's in, and you got to monitor this with Carlson. Again, they're doing a load management thing with him this year. 
He doesn't play every single night, but Leo Carlson, the uh, uh, first-round pick of the Ducks, is uh, definitely playing tonight. You know, McTavish, uh, the usual suspects. I'd be looking at props involving them. And then for Montreal, we've got some uh, shuffling going on. Dvorak, Slepkovsky, and Caulfield on the second line. But more importantly, Brendan Gallagher and Alex Newhook on the top line with Nick Suzuki tonight. So there you go. Outstanding uh, opportunities here uh, as far as props with both of those guys. And actually Gallagher, you know, he has definitely had a lot of chances lately, scoring chances in games. Uh, offensively, he's uh, hasn't produced a point in the last four, but he's been getting opportunities. There's no doubt. And Alex Newhook with uh, Suzuki as well. Uh, I said with going to Colorado, uh, going to Montreal from Colorado would be a nice change of scenery for him. You know, he's four goals, six assists, 10 points, pretty solid, but he's got three points in the last two games. And now he gets to play with uh, Nick Suzuki uh, on the top line. So good news there. He's injured there, Cuban. Uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard is uh, on the IR. Same with Kirby Doc uh, for uh, Montreal. So that's where those two guys are out of commission uh, right now uh, for, uh, for the, for the uh, Canadians. All right, next up. We have, excuse me, San Jose and Seattle. Uh, Seattle, obviously a big favorite here. Uh, no shock. Uh, minus uh, 290 uh, home favorites uh, in this game. And the total here uh, currently at uh, six shaded to the over, down from six and a half. So, you know, we're definitely seeing some uh, under money uh, in this game. And uh, I think if you ask David Quinn, Right now, he wants to see this uh, San Jose team try to play low-scoring hockey. I think he realizes we don't want to play like we've been obviously at our rough nights defensively. Our goaltending's not that great. We've got to try to play some tight defensive hockey if we're going to have even a chance to win some of these games. And we kind of saw that against Vancouver. They tried to tighten it up. Still lost, uh, of course, by multiple goals. Uh, but the fact remains that they – you know, they, they realize they've really got to try to keep every team they play uh, close to the vest, you know, if they're going to have a chance. That being said, so my first thought was I understand why they kind of like the under. Then I saw the goalie confirmation for San Jose earlier today, Capo Kakinen, and I'm like, no, nope, can't do it. Can't even consider San Jose maybe having a great defensive game with him in that. Now, he did play better last game, but that's the only good start he's had this year. And it's one of those deals where, I've got to see more than just one good start from Kapo Kakinen to be convinced he's any good. Uh, and you've got Seattle as well, trying to get on a roll. They just can't string three, four, five wins together. They won two in a row against the Islanders and Canucks, and then they turn around and they lose to Calgary in overtime. So all kinds of issues uh, for Seattle getting on a roll. So I'm going to approach this with Seattle team total in this game, over three and a half, minus 130. That's the way to go. No part of the minus 290. No part of uh, even regulation or minus one on the crack. And don't want any part of that. But at home, I think they realize we can't slough off here. Can't fuck around. We got to nail down two points and we got to try to get a dub here if we're going to really get our season going again. So uh, I'm going to, but I'm going to take the crack and to get to four goals. It is worth noting for Seattle. You know, they scored four against Vancouver. They scored uh, four against, uh, the New York Islanders. And so, you know, the, lately they've been starting to put the puck in the net a little bit more. And again, against Kapo Kakinen, I definitely think they're capable of getting the four uh, in this game. So Seattle team total over three and a half for me. 
Uh, Alex, what do you think here? San Jose, St. Uh, San Jose, Seattle. Yeah, same deal. I mean, like I said, uh, cracking team total over is the only thing you can look at in this game because there's no way you can back. You know, like I said, laying that kind of a price with Seattle regulation or otherwise is, is just not uh, advised right now. And if if they're going to have a real slop fest of a game and find a way to lose to San Jose at home, chances are they're probably going to give up more than four goals, right? That game's going to just be completely bonkers. So I see them getting four goals in really any fashion at, at this point. So uh, three and a half laying a dollar thirty. It's a smaller play, but I definitely would rather that. No doubt. And as far as props go, um, Vince Dunn has a good history against San Jose, honestly. So maybe you look at him, maybe for a goal assist, shoot the puck more uh, in this game. Um, Jordan Eberle to me is starting to heat up. He's the one I'd really zone in on for uh, Seattle. He's on the top line. He's finally getting his confidence back. Six points in the last four games, goals in consecutive games, back-to-back games with a goal for Jordan Eberle against uh, Calgary and Vancouver. So that's what you want to see. He's got to be able to put the puck in the net for you. Uh, and Jordan Eberle is starting to do that now that he's on the uh, top line uh, with uh, Beniers and uh, McCann. You know, Beniers is the guy that really hasn't been able to get anything going yet uh, for Seattle. And it's been surprising, but uh, there's no question. You know, he's starting to show signs, though. Okay, he's got two goals in the last three games, three points in the last three. That's a good sign for Seattle fans. So uh, Matty Beneers might be worth a look here as well as far as uh, props in this game tonight. And we wrap it up with uh, a hell of a game on the uh, to end this massive card, Vancouver and Colorado. Uh, this should be a really good one between uh, these two teams. We've got uh, Colorado, a minus 170 uh, home favorites, uh, the total six and a half in this game. I mean, certainly based on the last, you know, three years or so, two, three years, you could justify minus 170 for Colorado at home. You could probably even say it could be higher, you know, with just the shit show Vancouver was, especially early last year. But it almost feels like this is being priced like uh, we're ignoring what we're seeing with our own two eyes this year with both of these teams. What I see from Colorado is way too much failure to play 60 minutes of hockey. And it's becoming more and more concerning, especially if when you're going to lay prices like this uh, in the regular season uh, with Colorado. Look at the uneven performance. I mean, what game did they really play strong for, for three periods? You know, we haven't seen it a lot. The loss to Seattle, the loss to St. Louis, Colorado game, they, the, the Seattle game after that, when Bednar called them out, they played well when they went into Seattle and they won 5-1. But that's really the exception. Uh, you know, and other than that, and the 8-2 against Anaheim, well, first of all, it was a dreadful spot for Anaheim. Back-to-back on the road, and you're playing in the Mile High City, the second leg of the back-to-back. So it was really, really tough, you know, to see them play in that spot. And then you've got, obviously, Colorado, you know, beating Dallas, but they were awful early in that game, and they rallied to win. Uh, And then in the Nashville game, there were moments they were – carrying and dominant, carrying the play and dominant. And then there were times they fell asleep. And again, it happened in the final minute, you know, down three, two. Uh, and they ended up uh, coming or losing that game four three after being up three, two, I should say. So I don't like these lulls. I don't like these lapses during games that the Colorado avalanche are having right now, too much of them. And another thing that when you look at this game right now, going into it, we don't have the goalies confirmed yet, but I'm certainly expecting 
uh, Thatcher Demko and Alexander Georgiev to be the goalies. There's a wide gap between these two teams, uh, two goalies right now. Uh, Thatcher Demko has been from start to finish one of the better teams, better goalies in the NHL uh, this year, and Georgiev has been average at best. You know, for a large part of the last several games, that was his game the other night against Nashville. Can't protect the lead, where he has given up three goals or more. Georgiev, four, five, six, seven, eight of his last ten starts. He's given up at least three goals, Georgiev, uh, for Colorado. So there's all kinds of uh, issues in terms of his play, fighting the puck a little bit, fighting the confidence a little bit. And then you factor in Vancouver. They've gone into Denver, the Mile High City, and they have beaten Colorado twice in a row here in Denver. And those were some bad Vancouver teams and some awesome Colorado teams. So I'm taking the dog here, uh, plus 150. A public dog, you know, I don't buy, I don't follow that stuff. I don't worry about it as far as, is it a public underdog or not? To me, this is based on current form and this 2023, 2024 season. Colorado should be minus 140 at home, not minus 170. Just too high in my opinion. I like Vancouver here, plus 150. There's another one I'd consider the draw. I do expect a competitive game. I also like the over here, a six and a half in this game. Uh, we have seen these teams trend more over than under. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, you look at it, five of their last six have gone over the total. Colorado, really, since they – the one thing about them that I do like is their offense is really starting to hum again, Colorado. And it's really since Jared Bednar put Big Val uh, on the big top line with McKinnon and Rantanen. Since uh, Valerie Nachushkin's been with McKinnon and Rantanen, this offense has been really tough to stop. Uh, for Colorado. And that's when their offense really and their uh, goal production really started to get going again. Uh, Colorado is 7 and 1, 7 0 oh, and 1, I should say, uh, to the over in their last uh, eight games. So I'm going to go with over six and a half here uh, as well with uh, Vancouver and Colorado uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, great, potentially a great game here uh, to wrap up the card in the late night hours. What do you like here, Vancouver, Colorado? Yeah, this will definitely be a, a fun one to watch. I'm not sure if I'm really going to jump in and, and bet uh, anything here. But like you said, this is a bit of a, a, a reach with the price for Colorado. So maybe this is one of those spots where you take Vancouver first period and then kind of look and see uh, where the pace of things go. But like I said, yeah, plus 150 seems to be uh, a fair enough number to take a shot of the Canucks. They're, they're playing good hockey, right? Like, I don't believe it's, it's a fluke. I don't think they're going to kind of just completely crater off. And like I said, we've seen this with Anaheim kind of, you know, falter a little bit after having their nice little hot run. I think this Canucks team's for real, and they're going to be able to sustain, sustain uh, this type of play. So like I said, going into Colorado, a spot where they've played well, get, you know, getting uh, gotten up for this team, this is definitely one of those spots where I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Vancouver come out here and get a 4-2, 5-2 kind of win. But like I said, with how just things are going with this kind of a night, if this was a regular just Saturday night game, I'd be all over Vancouver right there with you. But like I said, with this heading into the, the break day, that day before, you know, maybe this is one of those kind of weird games where all of a sudden there's a lot of scoring early and then things taper off or it starts off slow and just becomes a, a boat race late in the contest. So definitely we'll be observing this one and looking for something live. Yeah, and a good prop game as well. Ross Colton, Colorado, worth a look. Miles Wood, worth a look. Big Val Nachushkin until proven otherwise. you got to keep betting. Goal prop, assist prop, anything and everything. Big Val Nachushkin right now for uh, Colorado. And then for Vancouver, look, this is a this is a game, too, where I think Vancouver comes into it, says, we know Colorado's been a Western Conference heavyweight. Aren't we trying to prove we're a Western Conference heavyweight this year uh, and right now? 
and so I think call Vancouver, you know, you get Pedersen, you get Besser, you get JT, JT Miller is just uh, can't be stopped right now. He is definitely the go-to player prop for Vancouver right now, for sure. Uh, but I think this is a proving ground game for them. Hughes and Ronick to get points uh, and or a goal, uh, because I think they've got something to prove. I know Philip Ronick's uh, point streak came to an end, but doesn't mean he can't start a new one uh, going into this game tonight uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So, uh, definitely, I think there's this is a, a little bit of a proving ground for them. And look, worse Vancouver teams than this one, much worse Vancouver teams than this one, went into Vancouver or went into Denver rather and beat Colorado uh, each of the last two years. So, yeah, I think they are live here, uh, Vancouver in this game. And one common theme here before we get to uh, the uh, situation, uh, yeah, that is the one. Yeah, you're right about the spot as far as the a lot of games in a short period of time, Vancouver. They've done a lot of travel, though they hit the wall, and they're in the thin air and altitude. That is a concern. There is no question. Uh, and that's why Alex kind of hinted at first period uh, with Vancouver. Uh, just, you know, you worry about those third period road legs kicking in uh, a little bit. But, no, I'm going to take a, still take that shot here with uh, Vancouver. And one thing you notice about my pattern of sides that I'm liking here on this card lot of road teams and that's by design okay that's not a coincidence i don't love the idea of the teams close to home around thanksgiving around the holidays distractions family kids you know you know things that are going to just take you away from focusing on playing hockey so it's not by coincidence at all that you look at my sides i mean it's uh, 90% road sides tonight buffalo new jersey uh boston winnipeg rangers philly uh, Calgary a little bit. Uh, one exception would be I, I do like Dallas a little bit uh, and, and a little bit Seattle, but the team total. And then, of course, Vancouver. So, again, it all goes back to, you know, the, the road teams at this time of year in and around the holidays. I think they're a little more reliable to have the eyes on the prize, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. More of a business-like approach, especially for those teams who are going to be on the road today and Friday. Uh, you know, like I said, there's some teams who will be on the road and then all of a sudden they're going home and then now they turn around, they got a one o'clock or two o'clock Friday start. So those things can be something to kind of look at as well, too. Like I said, these are two days you don't really handicap like you do the rest of November or even most of the first uh, half of the season. So that's something to definitely kind of keep keep in mind when we're talking about these road teams tonight. Look at where they are on Friday, like Chicago, for example, uh, going to be you know playing a day game at home. On, on Black Friday. So some of those spots, like I said, one thing kind of leads to another one this Wednesday, Friday's one. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, that's why I think, uh, it's, and like I say, it's not purely coincidence that I'm backing a lot of road teams today. Uh, there's definitely some philosophy uh, behind it for sure. Uh, great stuff. That is the Wednesday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Almost 250 live viewers right now on YouTube. We appreciate it. Hit the like button uh, if you haven't done so already. And a reminder, we have ourselves our Patreon and Ice Guys Family Plan members only betcast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're looking forward to that. We will post the YouTube link on the Patreon page and on the community tab for the Family Plan members later this afternoon. And we will get things going at 7 p.m. Eastern. It'll be a, a shorter uh, betcast, but it'll be a fun one. Besides, most of the games tonight are 7 p.m. There's just a, a slew of them starting right away at 7 p.m. Eastern. So it's going to be a fun fun betcast tonight for our members. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And as always, again, 
once we post the link, feel free to request uh, the link for the BetCast to join us uh, on the stream. I know Rich H has already said in the chat he'll be joining us from Mexico, his little getaway destination. So uh, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, on the stream tonight for the uh, BetCast uh, and looking forward to it at 7 p.m. Eastern. Also looking forward to this, our bargain bin special of the night. Uh, everyone loves this segment. We love to love it because we like finding those big value plus price uh, options in the bargain bin in the prop market. Alex, you got anything tonight for bargain bin special? Yeah, we're going with uh, that Hawks game. We're talking about with the Blue Jackets. And I know, like I said, Philip Kershaw has been red hot. He's been a guy that I've been hammering on this uh, uh, segment. Another guy I was looking at, Nick Foligno, making a jump into the second uh, power play group. But I'm going to go with somebody who's moving up to the top power play line. Another youngster, Kevin Korchinski, plus 700 at FanDuel to get a goal tonight. I, just, I like that that look of him getting in there. And I think, like I said, things are going to open up with this power play. Uh, you know, having guys like Bedard there, there's open chances for everybody else on the ice. Uh, and I think Korchinski, he got a goal already this year. I think he can get number two tonight. So we're going to go with him plus 700 to get a goal uh, in this contest against Columbus. All right, there you go. A nice uh, bargain bin special of the night right there. Kevin Korchinski uh, for Alex B. Smith of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Bargain bin special of the night for me. Uh, and this is, uh, I figure, you know, right around the holidays, you know, things are expensive. Things are, you know, cost a little bit more. And we pay a little bit more for stuff, you know, around this time of year, Thanksgiving in the States, and then Christmas next month. We need to be able to really look for those specials. We really need to be able to look for those discounts and really go for the really, really cheap price. You want to get that steak that tastes great for $2. Okay, you want to get it. Uh, no question about that. Uh, and that's what I'm doing here with the uh, player prop, the bargain bin special tonight. Because you can find this guy at plus 620 at Batano Sportsbook uh, in Ontario. Uh, other major offshore books like FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM all have him at plus 550. Uh, tonight, and that's Curtis Lazar of the New Jersey Devils playing on the top line with Jack Hughes. Again, you could almost walk ass backward into scoring a goal when you're playing with a guy like Jack Hughes uh, on your on the top line to boot. Lindy Ruff, great quote earlier in the uh, today. I read it in the morning skate saying we love his energy, we love his work ethic. He's hounding pucks right now. Uh, he is just doing everything that is required of him, and he's working hard to get this opportunity for the New Jersey Devils on the top line. So big time bargain been special of the night for me tonight. Curtis Lazard, New Jersey Devils, plus 620 uh, for the uh, bargain bin uh, special uh, of the night on this eve of Thanksgiving uh, NHL card. I know we give a lot of thanks for everything and certainly Thanksgiving tomorrow. I give thanks for this NHL card because it's a great one. Yeah. Uh, great games and great bets, great betting opportunities as well. So can't wait to see it unfold and can't wait for the bet cast later tonight as well all right best bets to wrap it up alex we'll start with you what do you like for best bet yeah let's go with calgary nashville first period over one and a half laying a dollar 30 uh like i said i love this spot here this is nashville i've been riding this streak with the first period over 12 and 2 to the last 14 uh games overall calgary 8 and 2 to the last 10 in the first period and uh we've seen quite a few of these cash in over the last couple of meetings so we'll go flame spreads first period over one and a half that's my best bet for this wednesday there you go uh best bet for alex b smith rich h uh, we give thanks for all of you trust me 
thank you very we, we love it we love you we appreciate it uh, but we appreciate you right back we give thanks to everybody that watches and listens to this show because i can't do it without you guys uh but uh yeah special uh group that we have here uh there's no question uh, about that lots of fun as well all right best bet pre-thanksgiving Buffalo Sabres, I, uh, this this thing has just been screaming at me all day, and I'm going with it. I feel that Washington has gotten a little fortuitous, even in the last couple of wins during their streak. Uh, all streaks come to an end. I thought they could have easily lost to Columbus, but because Columbus is a team that just can't get out of their own way right now, uh, Washington was able to survive a game where they played, I thought, a subpar hockey game, uh, even though they still won. I think you got a Buffalo team on the road. Focus, got to win against Chicago, trying to get on a little bit of a roll, starting to get used to being without Tage Thompson. Um, I think it's a Buffalo spot here. I like the price. Devin Levi in net, we like that. He's played better lately for the Sabres. And what we also like is Darcy Kemper, not Charlie Lindgren, uh, in net for the Washington Capitals. He has had a tough season. He has been struggling, fighting his confidence, fighting the puck uh, quite a bit. And he is uh, back in net tonight for Washington. I think it's a winnable spot and a winnable game for the Buffalo Sabres at a good price. Buffalo plus 110 uh, against Washington uh, for my best bet here for this Wednesday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap things up. We appreciate it. Everyone, hit the like button uh, on the way out. Members on the Ice Guys family plan, members on the Patreon page, too many of you tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the exclusive live betcast. Uh, we're looking forward to it. The rest of you uh, will be back Friday for a special start time, noon Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Central, an earlier start time on Friday so that we can get you going for that massive card, another one on Friday, tons of daytime hockey, and we'll yeah. get you going starting at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Friday. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, enjoy the day, the turkey, the family, the friends the sports, the football, of course, tomorrow, and everything else in between. A happy Thanksgiving to all of our Ice Guys viewers and listeners. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you later tonight, if you remember, 7 p.m. Eastern for the Ice Guys BetCast. Happy Thanksgiving. And again, we're back with our next daily show on Friday, Black Friday, noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the U.S from the Ice Guys, and we'll see you tonight, members only, for the BetCast.